Hello, everyone. This is Wilka. I'm your host for the Leadership Talks podcast. And today I have Eric Leonard with us. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to finally be on your show. I know it was a long time waiting, but we made it happen. Yes, and we are all about that, right? We make it happen. <laughs> so I have a question to start, right? Yeah. Give us a little bit of your background and how did you land it in the U.S. in working in hospitality? I know, that's crazy, right? I've been now in the U.S. for almost 13 years. I can't believe it myself. I think it's actually this weekend will be my anniversary again. Um, I am originally Dutch. I'm from the Netherlands. And I've uh, always been fascinated by the world of hotels. So I sort of rolled into it. I was working in, in restaurants first. And then I started traveling. I went to Mexico for three months backpacking. I came back and was working as a chef all the time. But I was like, you know, each time I came back, I was like, I need a piece of paper. I need to like move on. I need, I can't start at the bottom each time I come back. So that's what, what got me into hotel school. So did the hotel school, the Hague and the Amsterdam branch. And then sort of rolled into this fascinating world of hotels. I worked in Rome in Hotel de Recife. Then I came back for, I worked for Starwood in Florence for the, uh, for the Western Excelsior in the St. Regis Grand Hotel. Uh, and then, then I just moved on. Like I wanted to live in a big city. So I went to New York. I worked for the Park Meridian there. And then uh, I met my wife there. So that brought me to New Orleans. And then I sort of rolled into, into booking, actually. So I currently work at booking.com as a senior account manager, leading a team here in Austin, Texas, overseeing uh, seven states here in the South. Wow, what amazing story. And I must say, you are my favorite storyteller uh -oh. as of today. <laughs> <laughs> so I do love it. yeah, it's it's a, for me, it's like you're sharing your experience, right? Mm -hmm. So when did you start this approach uh, of storytelling? Is just something new or this is something that you've always used? I think I was always fascinated by theater and acting and sort of like being present in the room, right? Uh, especially when, you know, not in a virtual room like this one, but an actual audience in front of people. That has always excited me and ignited me. And I always wanted to like be really good at public speaking, right? I saw just the effect you can have on a large audience in front of you. That's just something magical about that. So already had that fascination always. And then as with anything, you want to get good at something, you got to practice, right? So just taking every single opportunity that I could to do public speaking. And then actually when I was working for Starwood, I became a training manager. So I had to do trainings myself, facilitate. Uh, I had to do it in Italian, which was extra hard, right? Learning a language and really mastering the language to then be able to facilitate in a different language. Huge challenge, but so satisfying when I was able to do it. And I think the beauty of, for me for storytelling is when you do it well, it can truly make an impact, right? It can change people's minds. It can really give them a memory. Like sometimes I hear back from people like, oh, I remember that story you told me two years ago, right? So it, you can really bring that emotion out in people. Uh, and I try to do that now over Zoom as well. It's a little harder, but again, practicing, 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 and it makes perfect. Excellent. So, so now, andiamo a parlare italiano. Okay, va bene per me. <laughs> uh, that's going to be a challenge for next time. I need to do yeah. a podcast in Italian with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I think, you know, also, it's like you said, you you embrace that memory in people's minds. Uh, and then, you know, people remember, remember stories, right? So if there is a leadership story that you could tell us and all the audience, uh, what would that be? 
Uh, I think it comes down to being super vulnerable, right? So I think one story that I've recently started sharing, and that was kind of hard for me because it was very close and dear to me, right? Uh, during the pandemic, as with I know many organizations in the travel industry specifically, uh, a lot of organizations had to restructure and reorganize. And I myself was part of, of a restructuring um, at, at the company. And sharing the story of how it felt to hear that message, right? You know, if, if you've never been laid off, you probably imagine something, but if you've never gone through it, it's really hard to imagine what that feeling is. I, I lost my entire team that I'd built up. I lost my office. So you sort of sink in the floor, right? You just, this elevator with no floor, you just keep drinking. And the first thing that come that I realized is like, okay, I have my own emotions and I'm really sad. But my first thing was like, what can I do now for my team, right? And I think that's what true leadership comes in, right? You're still, even in the worst situation, you're thinking, how can I make my team feel better for all of this? Because they also were impacted. And then just thinking that, hey, what I can do now is I can continue to serve my team. Whether I have the title or the job or not, I, I can just do it as a person. And that just sort of got me out of it. And like, hey, I can continue to add value and it helped me get out of that, 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 that total sadness and like, oh my God, everything is falling apart. But wait, it, still in this world that is all falling apart, I have still building blocks to already start rebuilding and to do what I'm, what I'm good at and to help others out. So to, I could still serve my team. And I think that showing that vulnerability and authenticity with my team, with my bosses, with, and, and I've shared the story many times. It just, you know, shows what's truly worth is like the way we interact with each other, the way we connect with each other. Like people will remember that, especially in, in, in moments like that, when it, when it becomes really, you know, a tough and impactful decision or stuff like that, that's when the true leaders step up. Yeah, that's amazing story because also I think uh, you got me when you said, you know, I have to be authentic and regardless of the job title and the position, I'm still a person mm -hmm. and I can still be in touch with you, right? And for me, um, this is a beautiful thing because, you know, I use that LinkedIn platform to, to connect and stay connect and maintain the relationships that I've developed, maybe, right? I have connections in California. I'm no longer in California for five years now. It has been five years. And, you know, I still, I have like the phone numbers of my inspector at an IHG hotel. <laughs> he owns hotels now and we talk often. Yeah. And that's the beauty about maintaining the relationships, right? So I think sometimes um, also, you know, what, some leaders forget or maybe you know they have too many things on their plates is that regardless of the title right that mm -hmm. you have you are working with people we are all humans we all have feelings and we all wanted to feel appreciated right so my next question for you now wow. <laughs> uh, how do you make your team feel appreciated and um feel that you are your leadership style right brings them that comfortability to come and you know share with you any challenges they might be having yeah i think it, i think it's twofold one is always think people first right so in every morning i just you know i want to make sure that my people are okay imagine what they feel and then I try to get cues, right? Uh, it was easier when it was in the office. You could see their body language. I could sort of gauge what the, kind of their emotion is. Now in a virtual hybrid, you know, remote world, it's hard to gauge. I don't know how my team is feeling, but I still set it as my challenge to find out, right? Through the way they interact, through the way when I call them, their tone of voice, through the way they appear in chats or on Zoom calls, always trying to make sure that I grasp behind it, right? It's so easy when you ask someone like, oh, how's it going? Yeah, yeah, it's going good. 
Yeah. Okay. But then the, the follow-up question that I really says, no, is really like, how, no, how are you feeling? And give them the pause and really force them to answer that question. Cause it's, it's so easy to just say, yeah, I'm okay. And you just shove it under the rug and we just keep going. We talk about the business cause there's always stuff to do and there's always more things to do. But if you are not at ease right now today, like I need to know that this is not the moment to talk about the performance of XYZ hotel or no, I need to talk about you first. Let's get this out of the way before we can move on. And maybe you need some time. Maybe you need to take a break. And I think we more and more realize not as an organization, but a fortune across many organizations that mental health is so important and just really going behind that first layer, peeling it off and like, okay, now how are you, how are you truly feeling? Tell me. And being vulnerable yourself can help, right? As a leader, at first, when I was a leader, I would never show emotion, right? It's always like, I got to be the guy that's in charge. I can never show my emotion. I got to be cool, calm, collected, no matter what. And now that I'm older, I guess, I realize that not, that's not good. You can't continue to do that, right? They know you're a person and you can actually show some of that as well. And it can actually help you because that's where that authenticity for me comes into place. Like, yeah, hey, I don't feel great today. This is what's going on in my life. Uh, I don't have to exactly say the details, but you know, this is going on and this, you know, it's kind of affecting me right now. You know, and if, if you're open to that, then then they are more open to share that with you as well. That's how I, how I feel. Yeah, that is for me also, you know, one of the greatest uh, winnings for me this year is to be in a team where I can share with my leaders, right? Shout out to Jake here because, you know, I was like nerve wracking when <laughs> we went back in market and yeah. I told him, right, many times because it was like, hey, you know that, you know, I know they steps, but I wanted to make sure the positioning, right? When I'm meeting with somebody and he's there is the right way mm -hmm. of doing things as the organization tells us to. But, you know, that leadership and that skill of giving feedback, like literally, you know, very constructive feedback. And I'm making notes in every single, you know, after every single stop. It was like so rewarding to me. And because, you know, of, I think, you know, I've had other leaders in the past, people just you know, like you get on a revenue call, right? And people are just like, okay, where are their numbers? Why is not positive in every segment? <laughs> So I'm like, okay, well, I just got you $30,000 of this group. Can we talk about that and how that success made our numbers look like it looks like today? So I think, you know, having this um, flexibility and authenticity on how you give feedback is so important for the leadership skills and also company culture. Uh, so now I know that we have been in a couple meetings together, but, you know, I think the highlight was when I started a booking and I had, you know, all my LinkedIn, we connected and you were like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I think it was like a comment you made in one yeah. of my videos. So I'm so happy that now you start sharing as well that yep. you're like, hey, I think Dallas. <laughs> you inspired me. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, what do you think about this storytelling on the professional world in terms of, you know, digital marketing and 
you know, for also personal branding. What What is your thoughts about that? Yeah, I think it actually goes hand in hand, right? I also think that no one is tied to an organization forever. So you should always be uh, working towards both, both the networking piece and connecting to your community and, you know, connecting on behalf of the organization that you're working for. And I think by doing some of the thing, uh, stuff on LinkedIn that you share, it's like, you do that storytelling in short bite-sized segments and you don't only tell the story about what, what the company you work for, the booking, what we do, but also about what you do and what you bring, right? So it's that perfect mix. So that's where I feel like if you just do it for you and for your personal brand, yes, it adds value and it can help you. But if it connects to what your work you're doing right now, I think that's, that's where it becomes really magical. And still with the intent, and I think that's very important too, you're serving the partners, right? You're not serving... The, you know yourself you're serving an audience because you're actually bringing valuable information or you're, you're showcasing something i think that's the most important thing is like you don't do a blog because of you you really need to know who your audience is and how you can serve them yeah and i appreciate very much you know you're mentioning the audience and even this you know week we had a couple meetings about empowering women so i have a segment about um women in hospitality so do you, in your eyes, um, mm -hmm. do you think that today in 2022, it's a little bit better than what it was in 2005? Uh, a, a little bit better. I see a little bit more <laughs> female GMs there, a couple of VPs left and right. But if I still look at the average, like, you know, ownership or management company in hospitality, it's a lot of white men, right? It's not very diverse yet. Uh, I think we're making small steps to make it better, but I think there's still a long road to go. But just the fact that it's being talked about, that it's becoming more, brought to be more visible, because that's the first step of any learning or any change, right? Making, making the awareness, right? Sometimes it's not intentional. Sometimes people just don't aware, uh, but it starts also at the bottom, right? Educating the young children, uh, educating the young talent that is right now in high school that is thinking of what career am I going to make, right? And it starts really there. And I think there's a lot of great initiatives to be done there where you build the foundation that then will ultimately trickle down to get people that education, to get people that opportunity, right? I'm wearing an I believe in America t-shirt because that's why I came here, right? That I still truly believe that this is the country where you can if have the right resource and then make it, right? Make it if you if you go for it. And I don't think those resources are always there. I think in hospitality, there are still a lot of glass ceilings for people, not just for women, but for all kinds of uh, different ethnicities. Like there's some ceilings and I think trying to break those barriers is, is super important and we need to keep fighting for that. I love what you said. And especially too, in working on property, right? Like you see, there's so many people from other countries Right. Like I remember when I was working in New York, I had uh, my hotel was in Queens um, and then I, I changed to a boutique hotel on the Upper East, the Upper East Side, the Hotel Wales back in the day. So, you know, two very different markets and internally the back of the house, you would see a same pattern. Right. Like mm -hmm. I had um, like my team at the housekeeping was from China and actually fun facts I've learned, right. I was like, Hey, how are you? <laughs> like how to say that, how to communicate, yes. <laughs> but that's how, you know, you get a smile from somebody, right. You're trying your best, you know, like here in DC, I had team members, um, uh, French speaking. And I'm like, always like, I got to practice with you right now. I got to oh. polish my friends, you know? <laughs> Because this is one of the, what brings people together, right? Like the culture, how you uh, communicate, right? And I think I totally agree when you said, you know, 
it's the, the the background right when people it's not just women right you see it's the diversity needs to be there as well and be embraced you know because again comes back to basics right people will treat your guests as you treat them if they feel welcomed they will pass that positiveness welcoming feeling to your um, guests. So I know you're busy. I know it's um, been a pleasure talking to you, getting a little bit of your insights, but what would be the message uh, that you can share of inspiration, right? Inspire other professionals that maybe are thinking about returning to the hospitality industry, maybe, you know, through all the challenges we've had these two and a half years, they found some other um job outside of the industry mm-hmm. what would that be for the new folks coming in i think look around and try to create the world you want to see right especially for those who are already in a leadership position like instead of complaining i always say okay what are you doing about it right it's very easy to complain but be part of the solution right be part of moving this industry forward because why would anyone choose it if there are so many ceilings and barriers right they need to have that vision, that idea, that dream that, yes, I too can become that general manager. And I think that message needs to be shared with the people that are currently making those choices. And then we need to support them, right? We can't be like, well, it's on you, right? No. How can we set up support systems for people that are thinking about pursuing this career so that they can have access to the resources that will get them to the next level so they don't get stuck at supervisor level, but how do they make it to the management level? Like, How do they actually continue to grow? within the hospitality industry because it's so beautiful if you love people and you love diversity and you love culture this is the place to be still there's nothing like it it's just magic like and you don't need language right language is a is a barrier but really you're like i see housekeepers i've seen them interact and you look you get you know you get each other's understanding even if you don't speak the language you understand what they need what they want like those small little connections that are built on hotel floors around the world between people that don't speak the same language but you know a smile is international right or just small little connections and I love that about hospitality industry. And there's no other place where you can get it like that uh, on this scale and at that level. And especially if you work together in a whole team in hotels, like there's nothing about that community within a hotel, right? And if you all work together with that same mindset, you can see these creative, beautiful hotels pop up and they build a, an internal community that is so strong. An academic example is one in the West in New Orleans, for example, led by the general manager, Jerry Reyes, who just embraces like the culture, the people, and I can name many more general managers, but through that, well, right? the general manager is in charge of that community, right? So be bold. They are on LinkedIn as well. They're sharing their community. They're sharing how they treat their employees. And I think that's a great starting point for them to embrace more and to get more people to choose the hospitality industry. Oh my gosh, this is so amazing. I You just made me think of this general manager, actually, that he was one of my inspiration, right? And he, as a young general manager, Wes Santos, shout out to him too, like, he inspired and he says, okay, what do you need to get that done? Do you want to, I don't know, have a wine reception? Okay, how can I support you? Because you run with your idea and I'll let you shine. And I will be there throughout the process, you know? And I think that is one of the, you build that culture with your team members from the housekeeping, from banquets, from, you know, your lifeguard, right? It's like everyone is involved to the yeah. gas success in that, fantastic reviewing the end of the day so thank you again eric thank you for having me i truly appreciate you i am one of your huge fans i know you have lots (laughs) (laughs) likewise you inspire me every day so keep shining Ilka. thank you for having me
Thank you. Thank you.